the paint off the Desumu. He left that short. Rebounded by Levert. Here's Mitchell. He just blew right past Levine. Mitchell to the basket. <laughs> Donovan Mitchell show. What a night. <laughs> Epic. Hey, 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 what's up, everybody? Welcome to Hoops and Cards. My name is Gary, host of this show and podcast. Great to be with you today. Thank you so much for watching. Thank you for listening. You guys, the NBA season is totally fantastic. Lots of players on fire putting up 40 points, 50 points. If you're Donovan Mitchell, 71. Giannis getting 55. Lots of big numbers from players today, and uh, today meaning the last few weeks, like this current era of time, if you know what I'm saying. A lot of you watching today are basketball card investors. You're collectors. We're fans. This has been a, a growing movement, a growing sports card hobby for decades. And the last three years, I mean, the numbers, the cards, the, the possibilities out there for you to buy and collect, it is just an incredible time to jump in. So I'm so glad you're with us. Today, we're going to talk a bit about the top teams in the NBA. And the reason we're going to do that, you, you could go to any sports website, ESPN.com. I hope you go to basketballforever.com. We're a part of their podcast network. That's been fun. Uh, but basketball playoffs have a huge impact on the values of those players' cards. The guys that rise to the occasion, and maybe it's not necessarily just the finals MVP, but guys that have big series and big moments and just game changer, franchise changing uh, performances that we're going to see in May and June of this year. It's not too early to start talking about who's contending and who is, you know, basically going to be ruled out. They're not going to be cardboard relevant, as we say, in March and April, if we don't think if investors and collectors don't believe that those teams, those players are going to be heading for big moments, then you're going to start to see players' cards sell March and April. The values will go down unless you've got, I mean, Shea Gilgis Alexander right now is the outlier, a guy on a team that, you know, by all intents and purposes, all the, you know, predictions about playoffs basically don't involve Oklahoma City. But he's averaging 30-plus a game, and he's taken his game to the next level. So maybe we'll be talking about buying his cards uh, even into the offseason. But right now, I want to focus on six teams or so from the East, six teams or so from the West. And uh, I just, you know, this isn't rocket science. I, I go to the standings, and I'm going to tell you who are the top teams right now in the NBA. And then a player or two. We're, we're trying to narrow our focus today, and hopefully I'll hit on somebody, a player that you already love or that you like to co collect, or a team that you're following and that you're interested in investing in or having cards of, uh, investing in autograph cards or numbered cards or even some of the rookies, cards of players that are going to be stepping up in a big way. And it, it's one thing to do it in December or January. Guys, it's quite another to do it in May and uh, win a series and basically... As we talk about MVP candidates, as we talk about teams that contend, uh, getting to the finals, winning the finals, those things make a major difference in a player's legacy, 
Like how often is a, is a player, I mean, like it or not, they're measured by championships and their potential right now is measured by, can they get to the big dance? Can they get to the NBA finals? Can Luka Doncic get over the hurdle and lead the Mavericks to the promised land? There's all those hopes about, well, what about the Joker and a healthy Jamal Murray? Can they do some things? Can they shake some stuff up? Will Joel Embiid, does he have the right cast around him now that they have P.J. Tucker, DeAnthony Melton, and a a surging Tyrese Maxey and a James Harden that seems to be uh, playing some of his best basketball in the last five years lately? So we'll look at those teams, and why don't we start with the Eastern Conference. Eastern Conference. I don't know what that did to my audio, but that was just me doing a very cheap drum roll here because a lot of us are doing cards on a tight budget. And I'm not going to tell you about the $10,000 Giannis Antetokounmpo rookie refractor number to six that you can buy. I'm going to tell you right now that the number one team in the East record-wise, 26 and 12, is the Boston Celtics. Now, they have struggled a bit in their last 10. There's a chance they won't finish number one. But for now, and as they made it to the finals last year, I think a lot of us anticipate Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, and the addition of Malcolm Brogdon, the feistiness, the attitude of Marcus Smart. Like they, they have a team, Robert Williams III, Grant Williams, who I like to call G. Willie, Al Horford. Still, is he on their team? I don't know. All my all that is to say, Boston, you guys, I, I think he, he's not on that team. I said Al Horford's been on so many teams that uh, I'll, I'll have to come back around. I'm pretty sure he's there. Um, unless he's not. Anyway, the guy on the Celtics is obviously Jason Tatum, but Jalen Brown plays well enough and has enough big nights and games where he takes over and makes a ton of threes and defensively shuts down the other team's best scorer. I don't say shuts them down, slows them down. And so those two guys, I would say, are elite. Those are two of the top names in the Eastern Conference. And you're used to hearing Jason Tatum, but a sneaky play and a pick uh, now for short term going towards all-star game and the playoffs, I think would be Jalen Brown 2016. Look at the population counts of his graded cards and look at the variety that's out there. Jalen Brown would be an interesting buy right now. Now I should, I should clarify where I'm at as a collector and investor. I feel like I jumped in personally and bought a bunch of cards in November and December. So I'm going to go over this thing, how playoffs impact a player's card value and some guys to watch out for that way. But I'm not buying right now unless it's a trade that I can make and get out of something else that I don't want to keep long-term and get into one of these cards of players I'm talking about today. So Jalen Brown, very interesting to me. Another team, second place, 25 and 13 would be the Milwaukee Bucks. And everybody knows Giannis, think he's a great long-term investment. Uh, if you're the guy that wants to buy and hold a card for a long time, or if you like Giannis as a player and, and Milwaukee as a team, I say, I say, go for it. Uh, now is as good a time as any to get in and get some affordable deals on Giannis cards a month before the all-star game, four months before the playoffs, you're going to start to see his card values continue to creep up as people come back from focusing on football and American football and, you know, World Cup, soccer, baseball. The NBA is going to take center stage and Giannis will be right there. I I like Milwaukee as a team. I think everybody in Milwaukee needs to see a healthy Chris Middleton before we start talking about them as a, as a finals, like as the Eastern Conference winners just yet. 
So they need to see how that that supporting cast is going to come around Giannis. But another team that you know has been surging and looks dangerous. Hold on tight. Kevin Durant, man. Kevin Durant and, and Kyrie Irving, they have the Nets. Brooklyn is on fire. And I think they go for their 13th win in a row tonight. Insane. Insane. In fact, if you listen to the Sports Card Strategy Show, shout out, Paul, nooffseason.com uh, on Friday. I had the privilege. Was it Friday? It was last week. Some, sometime. Man, the days are just running together for me right now. I think it was Monday. Yeah, Monday. We were on the show together debating whether Kevin Durant is a good basketball card investment. And the point of that conversation, as far as you're concerned, as far as you need to know, is that like, it can't just be this guy is a good player. This guy's performing at an MVP level. Therefore, his cards are worth buying right now. It doesn't work that way. It doesn't. But I will say if Durant leads the Brooklyn Nets to the finals, if he is a top three contender for the MVP this year, if you believe in him and enjoy, man, this, this is as good as, just like Giannis, it's as good as time as any, but be careful, like be very picky about the cards, whether it's Giannis or Kevin Durant, or as I get to this uh, fourth team, the Cleveland Cavaliers can't believe they are in fourth place with as loaded as the Eastern conference is. They are 25 and 14 and they have an MVP candidate. The Cavs were already pretty good and had a young core of stars, future stars like Darius Garland and Evan Mobley and Jared Allen. And now Donovan Mitchell putting up 71 points, you guys. MVP candidate, yes. Can he take the Cavaliers further than they've been since LeBron in the playoffs? Yes. Is now a good time to buy Donovan Mitchell cards? I think so. In fact, as soon as I get around to saying Gary's buying again, I like to talk about myself in third person, man, Gary's showing up at that card show next Saturday, bringing all of his recently graded treats to trade you guys for some Donnie Mitchell. Yeah, I'm going after Donovan Mitchell. I think he's a, a, a more than decent buy right now or trade into because his star is on the rise and whether the Cavs get to the finals this year or at some point in the next two, three, four years. Yeah. Donovan Mitchell is going to be right there in the middle of that leading that charge, taking big shots. And it's awesome to see, uh, you know, we got to, my son and I got to go to Cleveland to Burke Lakefront Airport when the Cavaliers welcomed Donovan Mitchell to Cleveland. They had a big party and invited some of the season ticket holders. And uh, the coach, J.B. Bickerstaff, gave a little speech and he said, you know, it's going to be great to have a guy, a dude on our team, like just a, a dog, a, a star that can go get 50. If we need 50, Donovan Mitchell's going to go get 50. And he does. He does. It is so cool to have that player here in our hometown. So anyway, Donovan Mitchell, yes, definitely exciting opportunities for him. Number five in the East right now. And I'm really only going to focus on five teams in the Eastern Conference, Philadelphia. Uh, they're at 23 and 14. They've played well without Tyrese Maxey. I think they've discovered how they need to use DeAnthony Melton. And Joel Embiid, he had a rough start the first couple of weeks, but now he looks like a, a ridiculous, incredible, historic, historically good center. He's just awesome. 35 points a game over his last 12. And uh, and what what's not to love about this team? So I think Philadelphia's star is on the rise. I put Embiid as a possible card investment with a little asterisk, a little note to the side, a little, but dude, centers don't do well in the card market. That's absolutely right. Unless you think 
you can get a steal on an Embiid rookie from 2014 unless you think they're going to the finals and he has a chance to win it, unless you think he's really going to be MVP this year. I wouldn't touch him. I wouldn't touch him unless it's for your collection as a Philadelphia 76ers fan. Now, there's a couple other teams that I think will be interesting to watch down the stretch. What will the Knicks do? They are like the sixth team right now. Like if I had an extra few teams on my list, I'd say there's the Knicks, the Pacers. Uh, I've got another team there. Um, It's not Charlotte. It's Miami. And Tyler Hero is having some big nights. Uh, Jimmy Butler could make the all-star team, although uh, his numbers don't bear that out. Uh, Tyrese Halliburton, though. Anyhow, the top teams in the East, if you are looking to buy a card at a decent price now that has a good chance of being relevant and higher demand in May and June, that's where I look at Jason Tatum, Donovan Mitchell, Giannis Antetokounmpo, and Kevin Durant. Those four players. And you can look at the the other, like the number two guys on those teams. You can look at Jalen Brown and James Harden and Darius Garland. And, you know, you can take a flyer on Chris Middleton if you want. But those, those the key stars are the ones that I would say they're going to get the most credit. They're going to have the biggest moments. And uh, to segue into the Western Conference, a guy that's had all the big moments except doing it in the playoffs as a team is Nikola Jokic. Denver is number one in the West right now, 24 and 13. The Joker is doing it all, triple doubles. I, I have him as my number one. If if we're going on how they're playing this season, I would give him the MVP, partially because, he, yeah, his, his numbers and his performance have been fantastic, but also his team's in first place. So uh, the Joker is worth a second look, although he comes to the card market with that same problem centers and centers are forgive me you basketball purists and i'm one of you so it just pains me to say it like they're boring unless unless they act like shaquille o'neal and have thunderous dunks and rip down the rim and run the court and and make incredible you know highlight real plays it's hard to say that he's gonna have the same fan appeal the same demand that some of these other guys in the west would have like the second ranked team i can't believe Actually, I have the same record as Denver, Memphis Grizzlies, and Ja Morant. Like, Ja is flashy. Ja is fast. Ja can erupt for 40 any given night. He does remind me a bit of Allen Iverson. I wonder what you guys think of that comparison. Ja Morant, Allen Iverson. Maybe Ja passes the ball a bit better, and Iverson talks a lot more. I don't know. Like, they're, they're both incredible players to watch, incredible people. But Memphis will be worth watching, and they haven't had all the pieces together until recently. And Desmond Bain is back making some shots, so they're, they're going to be a, a factor down the stretch. New Orleans, guys, the Pelicans. The Pelicans, Zion Williamson is legit. He's injured. What, he's injured for at least three weeks? This is going to be an interesting one to watch because I would have said Zion, Two days ago, I would have said Zion. I started to have trust in him and what he was going to be and what he was going to do. I did not buy any Zion cards. And I don't know if this current injury is going to set him back or set New Orleans back beyond uh, these next few weeks. But stay tuned on the Zion front. I would say hold, hold the, hold the, um, the, the mayo, hold the lettuce, hold the, hold my beer. No, hold, hold something. Because I'm not I'm not holding the Zion Williamson purchase in the cards just yet. So I do think 
Brandon Ingram. I do think CJ McCollum. I do think the Pelicans have other fun guys to watch. Alvarado, Trey Murphy the third. In fact, I read today in a, an article on The Athletic by John Hollinger that, uh, you know, reviewing last year's rookie class, uh, there's a lot of guys that are underwhelming right now. Underwhelming. That's that's like far less than whelming. He mentioned that a few that were uh, like over, you know, overcoming expectations or they weren't over. There's no like crazy, awesome, clear-cut superstar. Cade, in, Cade is injured. Jalen Green is struggling on the defensive end and his shooting percentage is, oh, don't talk to me about that. Evan Mobley doesn't seem to want to score a whole lot or need to. And uh, he, he bashed Scotty Barnes. And uh, I've been singing that song for a while. So, But he did say if there's any breakout candidate from this past year's rookie class, he said it's it's looking like Trey Murphy the third. And I'm like, hmm. Intelligent you are. Yeah. I like that, Trey Murphy. Trey's been playing well. And the Pelicans will be interesting to watch down the stretch. The guy that seems to be garnering all of the MVP talk is Luka Doncic, having three 50-point games in the last, what, three weeks? I understand it. The Mavericks are fourth in the West, 22 and 16. That's great. I I still, I'm not a, I'm not a doubter. I'm just not a buy-in Luka. Yay, go buy Luka. No, I'm not that guy. I'm not. Uh, do I think I could become that guy in a month? If what the Mavericks do is ascend to number one in the West and get consistent performances out of Wood and Dinwiddie and Hardaway and Kemba, you know, they've they've got some guys around him. I don't I don't love that supporting cast. I don't look at them and say, man, he's got a clear, you know, dominant player that can take. By the way, did you see what Jalen Brunson did last night? Oh. Yes, ex-Dallas Maverick that they gave up for nothing. Jalen Brunson had 38 points for the Knicks. Jalen, dude. Dude, Jalen. Oh, my word. Uh, would he look good in a Dallas Mavericks uniform right now or what? Right? A guy that uh, could help spread the floor, spread the court when Luka is on the floor. And then when Luka's not, which is like all of 22 seconds a game, but maybe he could like, you know, load management, save Luka to, to have a stronger finals push. I don't know. Just Jalen Brunson is missed in Dallas. Dallas 22 and 16. The surprise fifth team in the West. I don't expect the Sacramento Kings to last. Sorry, bro. I got I got several bros and Sacramento fans out there. I'm glad you guys listen and follow and collect cards and you send me messages. Hey, um, hey, can you tell me what do you think of De'Aaron Fox? I got I got a uh one of our listeners from Portugal sent me a message. Hey, what do you think of Nimi? Nimi. I'm like Nimias Quita from the Kings. And I get questions about specific players like that all the time. And should I get in and buy their card values? And I, I'd say, well, what is your, what's your goal? Like, do you, are you doing this as a collector and you want more, you know, nice looking cards of Demantis Sabonis or Davion Mitchell? Or are you saying, you're asking my opinion of, do I think his card values will go up in the next three, four months? I can't tell you the future. I can tell you what I think of them and what I would be doing if I like that player or that team. But I don't think Sacramento is going to finish in the top six in the West. And I, I think the West is fascinating right now because the sixth team is the Clippers, LAC. Paul George is, again, the quietest, like, least celebrated MVP candidate 
once again. <laughs> Here he is averaging like 27, 7, and 7 or whatever it is, and the Clippers are contending um, kind of. Like they're, they're a few games back, but they're, they're contending because they have Paul George. And and Kawhi has been you know here and there. He had a he had a great game the other night, but he's not. It's not like he's old Kawhi yet. I hope he does become that. Uh, but you've you have these sleeping giants in the West that aren't even in the top six. You've got Golden State, you got the Phoenix Suns, and you've got another team that I can't read right now. Um, so maybe they're just not that important. Sometimes I got to use these little reading glasses. Are you guys there yet? Portland. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Portland. Yeah, I don't see Portland getting into the top six as much as I'm rooting for that out there. You guys in the Pacific Northwest, I love Anthony Simons, Damian Lillard, love that lineup and some investable players over there. I, I I just have this feeling that by the end of the day, by the end of April, the top six will include <laughs> Golden State, right? And Phoenix. I think Booker and Curry and Poole and Chris Paul and DeAndre Ayton and Draymond Green and Clay Thompson with 55. Like those, those teams have a chance to creep back in. But when I look at the Western Conference, the players that I would say are, man, if if you had to to pick a superstar to ride up until the playoffs and to follow and maybe buy a card or two, I would say buy might buy two of the same card and say, you know what, one I'll have to ready to sell you know, as we lead into the playoffs and the hype and the market of that guy's card values goes up and then maybe one to keep because you like that player long-term and you can say, I'm so glad I bought it in January before he went to his second or third all-star game. And before he took his team to the finals, the three names I have written down as clear difference makers that could take the next step with their teams are Zion, Ja and Luca. Now I'd erase Zion or like put him in pencil because who knows how long he's going to be out. So you're down to Ja and Luca, and you can add Steph Curry or Devin Booker if you want, because their teams will be back at it. And you can add the Joker if you want, if you like centers and, and yeah, their market doesn't fluctuate as much. It won't go up and down as quickly, uh, you know, because there's just not as much demand for centers. So those are my Western conference players to watch. And guys, you're like, man, I listened to this whole podcast to hear that I should, I should look at Ja Morant, Luka Doncic. Giannis and um, and Kevin Durant and Donovan. Yes, that is why you. <laughs> I want to remind you, uh, this is this is a hobby. This is a an investment opportunity where a lot of guys are flipping cards and they're buying prospects. And you're looking for that next that new release card. NBA hoops coming out soon. Mosaic basketball coming out soon. At some point, we'll be talking about guys like Paolo Bancaro. There it is, Aaron. We're going to be talking about other players like Benedict Mathreen. Um, who's the other guy? There's a lot of guys. There's a lot of good rookies in this year's class. Walker Kessler. But no, there's another dude I was talking with somebody about recently. It might have been Jalen Williams, but you have to say, well, which Jalen Williams do you mean? <laughs> there's so many Jalens. Oh, dude. Well, hey, uh, so I want to encourage you. You don't have to buy anything right now. You don't have to keep up with other, but this isn't a competition. It's not a race, but it is an opportunity to say, Hey, if I'm collecting players uh, right now, as we're six weeks ahead of the all-star game and what, 16 weeks ahead of the NBA playoffs. Now is a better time to buy than those are going to be. And you're seeing more NBA games on national and large 
market television. So that's going to drive up some of the value, some of the attention, some of the demand, some of the excitement, some of the highlights. Yes. I got players I love. And uh, so shout out to Donovan Mitchell here in Cleveland. Friends, this has been another episode of Hoops and Cards. I'm going to show off my brand new hoodie that I sported a little bit for uh, the listeners at nooffseason.com. Hoops and Cards, baby. Uh, We're so glad you are with us. I would love to hear what player do you think is going to be a playoff pick, a playoff star, a playoff this guy comes out and and takes the next step. I want to hear somebody say, well, dude, you didn't even mention Minnesota. What about Anthony Edwards? I'd be like, yeah, yeah, I should have mentioned him. Yeah. Send me a message at Hoops and Cards on Instagram. We always love to hear from you. Tell me where you're listening from, where you're listening from. Or you can email me, Gary at HoopsandCards.com. We're part of the Basketball Forever Network, podcast network. So go follow Basketball Forever on your Insta and uh, check out BasketballForever.com. You guys, uh, thank you so much for watching, for listening. Hey, if you haven't subscribed yet to our YouTube channel, now's the time, baby. Let's go. Let's roll. We're getting into 2023. I'm excited about an interview I'm doing tonight with a, uh, a mover and shaker in the hobby of basketball cards. And uh, I don't want to spoil it right now. I don't want to tease it, but I just can't wait for our next video to roll out here on the channel here in a couple days. So peace out. Hope you guys have an awesome week and uh, we'll see you on the flip side. LeBron James, LeBron James, LeBron James, LeBron James. So why don't you make like a tree and get out of here? Take care now. Bye-bye then.